You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. I think he's opened up a lot of eyes since he's been here, you know, coming from Purdue and, uh, you know, not being a super highly touted quarterback as far as to my knowledge. You know, I don't really pay too much attention to college, but I think he surprised a lot of people, you know, for what he's done. And he's shown a lot of poise and, and some promise for sure. He's got to just keep doing what he's doing and, you know, he'll be well on his way, you know, whenever his time comes. It's unnecessary roughness. Let's go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And Vinny Bonsignor joins us now on the phone lines, fresh out of the Raiders locker room. Vinny sent over Josh Jacobs, so we're going to hear from Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room in a little bit. But Vinny joins us on the phone lines. And Vinny, thanks so much for your time. I definitely appreciate you. Now, you were in the locker room. What's kind of been the vibe, man, from the last couple days of the players, the coaches? What what sense have you been getting from this team as they prepare for week four action against the Chargers? You know, I, I think uh, eager to get back on the field and uh, try to get this ship pointed in the right direction, uh, but also understanding that um, the, the the necessary steps and the right steps have to be taken Monday through Saturday uh, so that it all culminates in a positive way uh, on Sunday. And there's no skipping of those steps, and I think that that's what Devontae, the point he was trying to make, you know, when we spoke to him after the game on Sunday and then again when he re- reiterated things uh, on Wednesday yesterday, uh, was that that's what he was talking about, you know, that pri- that process and that attention to detail. And, you know, everyone's gotten to this point based on, you know, what they've what they've done. And it feels like when you're here, hey, obviously it's working. You know, I'm here. So, um, you know, I, I've done enough. And this is the this is the necessary level of work that that it requires. Uh, but as any of the greats will tell you, getting here um, and then staying and, and accomplishing and reaching all your goals and objectives and your ceiling requires a whole other level to get to. And, and that's the point that, that Devontae was making is that um, there's another level that the Raiders could get to in terms of their work ethic. It does, it's not to say that they're not working hard. I don't want people to misconstrue that. It's just that there's another level, an even uh, higher level, to get to and all that uh, when it comes to that. And, and that's what he's trying to stress and trying to uh, push guys to, to understand. Yeah, there's no doubt. And Devontae is obviously an alpha dog. We know Max is an alpha dog. Uh, and then Josh Jacobs. And the offense just hasn't got going enough, right? And so as far as the offense goes, in your opinion, what do they need to do to kind of jumpstart it, light a fire under themselves, and, and get things going this week? I hate to keep saying this, but execute. Block better. You know, stay on your blocks longer. Understand who you're supposed to be blocking. Uh, all of those things. You know, uh, Michael Mayer needs to do a better job. Uh, as is Austin Hooper in terms of the tight ends blocking. The wide receivers need to do their uh, job. And I think that it, it, there's, no, um, there's no magic formula to running the ball better. And, and here's the thing. The Raiders have shown that they can do that. Last year, uh, they proved that, that they can run it uh, as, as well as anybody in the league. They had the best you know, rusher in the NFL last year in, in Josh Jacobs. Um, and it's just kind of getting back to that, to that point. Um, and, and the thing is, if we go back to last year, it really wasn't until week four anyway that Josh Jacobs started getting untracked. Yeah. Uh, in spite of the limited production over those first three games of the season, he was still able to lead the league in rushing. So uh, if things can follow the similar, a similar for, uh, formula, you know, maybe this is the week where they start executing a little bit better uh, in the run game. And they really have to, Q, and, and, you, and you know this as well as anybody, because this offense is built on being able to run the ball uh, and then also then throw it off of the run and vice versa. If you're, if you're uh, playing with one arm tied behind your back, it's really difficult. And right now, 
the way Jimmy and the and the pass game uh, is operating uh, with the limited run game, it does it just it has it doesn't work, you know. And they need right. it collectively to happen. And I think that that's if they could get the run game going, that'll open up so much more uh, in this passing game. Yeah, that's what I think as well. You know, that balanced attack is what they have to have. Jimmy threw the ball 44 times against Pittsburgh, and I don't think that that's a recipe for success for this team. No. I just I just don't see it like that. I wanted to ask about Josh. Do you think that for any chance he could be pressing at all as a running back, or do you think it just hasn't, it hasn't come around yet? Yeah, I just think that um, there's probably a little bit of that going on uh, in terms of pressing and, and wanting it to happen like right now. Uh, I think he'd be you know willing to admit that, you know, reporting uh, late the way he did uh, didn't leave him in the best possible shape. I mean, it's not to say that he's out of shape. We understand that. Right. But there's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape. And, you know, the explosiveness and um, all of that that kind of goes uh, into that, it just wasn't quite there. And I felt like, and I talked to him about this uh, today, I, I felt like in the fourth quarter they were able to kind of land on something a little bit in that, in that run game. Um, and, and it's something that, that I think should be able to, to carry over uh, into, into Sunday's game. And, and as Josh pointed out, um, you know, there's no magic formula, there's no magic wand, and the answers aren't that hard. Um, and they've done it before, so that's the promising thing. Uh, but, but, you know, one way or another, they've got to they gotta get that thing figured out. And I, and I do think that because of what we've been talking about, there probably is a little bit of – you know, when, when you talk about urgency, maybe you're playing a little bit too fast or wanting it to happen too soon or too fast, uh, and, and maybe your play uh, reflects that when, when really all you need to do is just do your job, settle down, um, and, and play the way you know you're capable of playing. And that goes for the offensive line as well as uh, Josh. And we'll hear from Josh Jacobs right after we talk to Vinny Bonsignor here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, inside the locker room, as Vinny was there just a little while ago at the Internet Mountain Health Performance Center, Raiders HQ. Now, Vinny, another thing that was pointed out, you put it out on Twitter earlier, and it's funny, I, I kind of quote tweeted it and got mixed reviews, but Jimmy G was at practice in a limited capacity. He's still on the concussion protocol. Uh, what does your gut feeling tell you about Sunday? Do you think Jimmy G is going to be a go? I mean, I think that if he if he gets cleared and and uh, he's still in concussion protocol, this was another step uh, in that process. Um, tomorrow will be another one. Um, I, I think if he does get cleared to play, I do think he'll play. Um, you know, I think you'll have a fight on your hands probably with him uh, if you if you try to keep him out uh, out there. And and I understand you know some of the sentiment uh, out there. Uh, everybody kind of wants to see Aiden O'Connell, and I get that and I understand it. But but keep in mind, look at the record of. Of rookie quarterbacks right now, it's not. It doesn't paint uh, a very uh, pretty picture. And really, what the Raiders do need is, and and I think what's necessary for this offense to start getting on track more is just more time on task, more time together. Um, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense is no longer in the 49ers offense. This is the Raiders offense. He's got to get acclimated to that. Jimmy, you know, playing with guys that he's never played with before, Devontae Adams and Hunter, and and this offensive line. Um, what 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 it needs is time, and so him sitting out another week is not going to solve all the issues, and uh, it, it 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 requires them playing together. And I think if he can, uh, he needs to be out there, and I think he understands that, and everybody understands that. But there's a big caveat: uh, is he going to be cleared, and is he going to be good to go? There's two different things. I mean, one right. to get cleared, but also, are you really feeling well enough to go out there and play? Do you feel like you have? Uh, enough of this game plan that they put in and enough preparation time to go out there and, and acquit yourself uh, well? I think the answers will be yes, but that still remains to be seen. 
Right, no, and I agree with that 100%. I mean, obviously he's got to be healthy enough to go out there. But I feel like if everything is equal, if he is healthy, Jimmy G at this stage of the game in week four, only week four of this season, still gives the Raiders the best chance to win. I agree. And, again, um, if you want to be better in week six and week seven, um, then, then I think that he needs to play as well because that's how you're going to get better. The more time that these guys have – playing um, alongside of each other goes toward that process. And, you know, just look around the league. There's a whole bunch of one and uh, two teams. There's, you know, I think four oh and two teams or own three teams uh, mm-hmm. right now. So um, it's not like everyone's gotten their act together. Everyone's sort of sludging through the same process right now. There's only a few elite teams, the Miami Dolphins being one of them, but everybody else is within is, is, is still in that kind of phase right now of trying to find themselves. The Raiders are no different than that. And in some cases, uh, or in some ways, uh, it's a little bit more exasperated for the Raiders because they do have so many new faces, including a new quarterback, um, and they need that work together to, to get where they need to go. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. There's 15 teams in the league right now that either have one win or no wins. Yeah, 15 exactly. 15 teams. There's only 32 in the league, Vinny. <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not the best at math, but that's almost half. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. My mama didn't raise a mathematician, but even I know that's almost half. <laughs> right. And, and so, like, you know, as bad as it might seem, um, it's not really that bad right now. And, 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 and what would cure that is to, is to start playing better football, which when you look at the track record of the guys that we're talking about and the history of who we're talking about, um, these guys have played good football in the past. So, no one's asking Jimmy G to to play, you know, uh, to do things that he's not capable of doing, and he'll be the first to tell you that he hasn't played up to his level. That's not the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, that that we've seen uh, the last few years when he's been healthy. He's he's a efficient quarterback who avoids turnovers and do and, and makes winning plays uh, for his football team, and that just hasn't clicked just yet. But that doesn't mean that it it, it can't or it won't. The track record is is uh, too good for him for for that uh, for for you not to think that he'll eventually get it turned around. You talked yesterday to Andre James and Jermaine Illuminor uh, in the locker room, and we, we played that here on the show, and we definitely appreciate you for sending that over. But it almost sounded like, especially from Jermaine's point of view, that they were taking the issues and struggles of the offensive line personal and that they knew that they had to be better this week. Is that the same sense that you got? Yeah, and you have to take it personal, you know, because it's, it's your name on it, you know. This offensive line, the, Andre James, James is the starting center. Jermaine Illuminar is the starting right tackle. Uh, those guys have earned that distinction, and they, and they played well last year. I'm a little bit surprised that they haven't started um, a little bit further along, um, but they haven't, and, and I'm not quite sure why. Maybe it takes the, the offensive line a little bit of time to kind of gel and, and come together during a regular season. But we're in that kind of window where – it started turning around for them last year, and so I think that that's a positive because, you know, that's 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 banked in their in their memories. They understand, hey, we've played at a higher level. We've shown that uh, we could play at a higher level, and there's no real reason um, why they can't get back to that uh, at some point. And I think we're kind of closing in on that time where uh, not only does it have to start happening, but based on past history, this is usually when it had started happening. So, uh, so maybe some, some things can be really converging in the right way for the Raiders. How uh, concerned are you about the fact that uh, Max Crosby didn't practice today and he's got an in- injured knee? Um, slightly. You know, I saw him in the locker room today, and uh, he seemed to be bouncing around pretty good. So, uh, you know, and, and that's another player that uh, you know, you're going to have a war on your hands if you try to sit him down. So uh, I, would, I would think that he's going to play. Um, I mean, I guess the only question would be at what level. And then 
that puts a, a you know even more um, of a of a premium on guys like Tyree Wilson and Malcolm uh, Koontz yeah. uh, to take care of business on the other side. It can't just be the Max Crosby show, and and also Jerry Tillery and. Uh, you know Adam Butler and, and Jenkins and, and Byron Young and, and everyone that's in that office, uh, that defensive line uh, rotation. Everybody needs to step it up because it can't just be Max Crosby, even at his fullest strength. It can't just be that. Let alone um, if he's if he's a little dinged up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It really will. I mean, the defense obviously has to play a, a big-time game. The Chargers score a lot of points, so they're definitely going to be uh, ready to go. And then the offense has got to get jump-started, like I said, and, and score more than 20 to be able to have a chance to win this game uh, come Sunday. But, Vinny, if, I mean, if they get out of this game 2-2, two and two, right, they come out with a victory. They're 2-2 two and two through the first, four, the first quarter of the season. I mean, really, you can't ask for too much more than that if you're the Raiders or, or part of Raider Nation. Well, I think if if everybody's being honest, that's kind of where everyone expected them to be. Right. Um, I know that that's that's what I had them at was was two and two, um, and this was a daunting schedule. You know, uh, you're talking about the Steelers. You're talking about going on the road to Denver. I, I had that pegged as a win, and they and they won that game. Uh, I felt like they should have beat the Steelers. Um, that's one that got away, but but they could still get to two and two. Um, and it's a Chargers team that. You know, obviously the Raiders are going to have to score a lot of points because the Chargers are going to are going to put pressure on you to keep up. But one thing I'll say is, and I don't, you know, just look at the statistics. The Chargers' defense is not that good. No. So this could be an opportunity, and for for the Raiders, you know, to to kind of get untracked and put some points on the board. They've got to get over 20 points uh, this week, and this is a defense that. Uh, you know, might be willing to play along when it comes to uh, when it comes to that. But of course, as we've been talking about, uh, it still requires the Raiders, whoever the quarterback is, uh, to get out there uh, and, and execute, and for for Josh and that offensive line to get things together. We'll close out with this, Vinny. It's something I asked Raider Nation earlier today when we started the show. What do you think the goal is, the end-all, be-all goal for the Raiders are this season in 2023? Like, what is the front office looking for? What is Coach McDaniel's looking for? What do they need to get accomplished this season? I think you know uh, number one. I don't know what it means in terms of wins. I've had them at eight to nine wins at their at their highest level, and I think that what they would love to do, what what they would really like to be able to get to, is just have this Raiders team be the best version of themselves. And and by that I mean if you're going to get beat, you get beat. That that happens, Uh, but don't beat yourself. You know, get away from that. And and it's still something obviously as we learned as we figured out uh, on Sunday, and we've seen a couple of times this year. uh, They still aren't willing necessarily to kind of get out of their own way they they need to start doing that i think the young players need to show progress uh the tyree wilsons and the jacorian bennett's and the michael mayers uh to give you know uh, the, the raiders some confidence and some hope you know that that this is a class that's going to help get this thing on the right track uh, in, in a real way and so i think there's a lot of different things that they're looking at that they want to see that, you know, uh, might be above and beyond, you know, whether it's making the playoffs or, or being a great team, things that they need to see uh, to help really uh, paint a, a positive picture of what this future could look like. Because there's still work that needs to be done on the roster. Nobody's, you know, uh, shying away from that right. or pretending that that's not the case. Uh, there, there is. Um, and, and so some of these young players – uh, could take a, a a big bite out of whatever anxiety or urgency there is in terms of that by saying, okay, I'm one of the guys to move forward with. Uh, you're going to have to go find another player at another position uh, to, to go fix because right now I got this thing locked down and I'm going to be good to go uh, from here and this point forward. Good good stuff as always, good stuff. Uh, Vinny, what are you writing on that uh, we need to be on the lookout for? 
Yeah, I kind of broke down um, all three quarterback options, and uh, and and you know, uh, you know, obviously starting with Jimmy G and the, and the likelihood or not that that he'll play, uh, and then trying to kind of size up, you know, what the Raiders' options are uh, beyond that. And I think it's pretty obvious if you read the story that uh, that I would lean toward uh, Aiden O'Connell. I just think that it 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 serves this team the best. It might not quote unquote you know give them the best chance to win right now. We'd be presumptuous to predict that that's the case, even over a Brian Horry. We don't know that. We don't know how Aiden O'Connell is going to play on Sunday. But here's the thing. Whether he plays good or plays bad, that's valuable information for the Raiders moving forward uh, because they got to make an assessment on Aiden O'Connell. They have to know, um, do, you, do, do they have to be urgent in the, uh, in the draft game next year as far as going to get a quarterback that they think you know, they can groom to be the quarterback of the future. So whether it's good or bad with Aiden O'Connell, uh, it's something to be able to put in the evaluation, uh, you know, column for, for so that they have a better idea of how they need to approach the draft next year. I'm glad you said that because my my counter. We've had this conversation in the in the media's uh, room, and, and I've talked about it on the show a few times that. I think that Jimmy G obviously gives the team the best chance to win, so obviously option A is for him to be out there on Sunday. Now, my thing is, Vinny, if it's only going to be a one-week thing, I would go with Brian Hoyer. But mm-hmm. like I told you in the, in the media room, if it's going to be a long-term thing, go ahead, throw me in the deep end, but, but commit to me. If, I'm gonna, if they're going to give it to Aiden O'Connell and let him get some burn, let him get some real burn. Like, you know what I mean? I think one game is not a good enough sample size. That's why I would push back and say, don't start Aiden until you're ready to actually start Aiden. And I and I totally see that argument uh, as well, and that's you know uh, I think fans need to be be more open to all of those um, you know possibilities because there's a lot that will go into this uh, into this decision, and you know it's not as easy as just saying put that guy in there because he looked good in the preseason and right. <laughs> and and in, in training camp. That's that's just one little snippet yep. uh, of, of of this whole picture. So uh, yeah, I, I think they have to consider uh, all the possibilities. I like it. I like it. Great stuff. Great tease. Make sure you go check out Vinny's piece in the Las Vegas Review Journal, VegasNation.com. He does a fantastic job. And, of course, with the morning tailgate here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Vinny, great stuff. Thanks so much, my man. Definitely appreciate you. You too, brother. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, my man. There he goes. Vinny Bonsignor. Great stuff. Great stuff. Love the back and forth with Vinny. Uh, great way to break it down and definitely check out his, uh, his work that he's writing. And uh, make sure you listen to him in the morning with Clay Baker and Lindsey Brown here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, Ari, we good to go with Josh Jacobs? Let's go inside the Raiders locker room just like that. We go from Vinny, who was in the locker room, back to the locker room with Josh Jacobs from earlier today. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you come in every day to, you know, try to work on the things you feel like you need to work on the most. And, um, you know, that's definitely a, a big emphasis right now. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I thought we had a good week of practice last week, and, you know, it didn't, it didn't turn out how, how we wanted it to. So, I guess we'll just see when the game comes. When you don't know uh, what quarterback would be starting on Sunday, does that impact you, or how does that impact you at all? No, I don't really impact me as much. I mean, I think that's more of a receiver thing. But for me, it, it, ain't, it ain't that big of a, you know, a deal for me. But... Obviously, you know, you want to go in the game with, with, with your guy. And um, however it play out, I mean, I think we, we have quarterbacks that, you know, they practice hard and they'll be ready. Josh, you guys did find something in that fourth quarter uh, with the run game. Uh, is that something that you feel can carry over um, with whatever it was that you guys found? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they gave a lot of guys, uh, you know, some, uh, I guess, motivation, a little bit of hope, you know. Um, but obviously, you know, I don't, I don't think it's that it's, it's a hard thing of, uh, to fix. I think it's just something that we got to want to do, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, eventually it's going to get going. 
something about uh, playing down the SoFi when you know the Red Nation is going to be there uh, uh, that, that gives a little extra buzz for a road game? I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we, uh, it being in L.A., uh, you know, it's a big uh, fan base out there. But really, man, I'll just be ready to get in there, get off that turf, <laughs> get in there, play hard, get off that turf, man, and, you know, get back, get back to home. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely agree with agree with you know with Tay and uh, you know the things that he said and the remarks he said. Um, you know, it's, it's it's a way that a lot of people feel around here. Um, you know, just wanting to get the best out of you know each individual uh, every single day. You know, I mean, wanting the best for you know not only the team but you know for every individual peer that we have here. So man, uh, I definitely understand his frustration. I think that you know this week. Um, Captain's definitely been a lot more vocal, 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 and then not only that, uh, you know, just a little more stern too. You know, just trying to make sure everything go how we want it to go, um, especially while it's early and you know it's still time to, to fix things. There's Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room a little while ago, Vinny and a couple of other the, the beat writers that cover the team here locally. And you heard right there at the end, you know, it was kind of pieced together. Vinny sent it over in, in a couple pieces. That last little segment of Josh was talking about responding to what Devontae Adams had to say earlier in the week and also Sunday after the game. And you heard what he said. I agree with Tay. I agree with what he had to say. There are some frustrations, and they all know that there's talent in that locker room. They're not getting the most out of that talent right now, so there's something that they need to do to make that happen. So uh, there you go, Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room earlier today. Let's go ahead and get into some head coach Josh McDaniel sounds uh, from yesterday when we met with them, and then we'll meet with them again tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh, we should get a final update, well, maybe a final update on Jimmy G and uh, and others. Max Crosby will definitely be someone to, uh, to ask about tomorrow when we meet with McDaniels. I don't know what time it's going to be at yet, but sooner rather than later, we'll find out. But here's the opening statement just talking about uh, the upcoming game, which is the L.A. Chargers on Sunday. So just getting into these guys, um, obviously Brandon um, and Tom, they've they got a they've built a good football team, and uh, Coach Staley's done a really good job there in three years. Um, you know, very uh, talented team, no question about it. All three phases, um, very aggressive. Um, they really do a lot of different things that you got to get ready for uh, as you're preparing for them during the course of the week. I'd say in all three phases, um, got some really uh, I'd say key players. Um, that you know you need to know where they're at and where they're lined up, and they can hurt you quick. Um, you know whether that's Bosa and Mac on defense, Samuel, JC, Derwin James, Murray. Uh, they got really um, a lot of guys that create disruptive plays on defense, and then obviously Herbert is. I mean, and look at any category you want. Um, he's really. Um, at or near the top of it in every situation. So um, has taken care of the ball. Obviously, he's got a big arm and move it down the field. They got a lot of big targets. Drafted another one in the first round this year. And Johnston, um, you know, Allen's obviously um, one of the best players at his position in the entire National Football League. Eckler, um, you know, what can you say about Austin? I mean, leads the league in touchdowns the last two years and catches the ball, blocks, runs with it after the catch. Um, you know, punter, I mean, it's one of the things that stands out among all the things that they have and that they do well. The punter 
um, is is one of the best. I mean, players. Period. I mean, what he does and how he changes field position and the hang time. And DeAndre knows it firsthand because he was there. But you know, averages 4.8 yards per punt. You know, which is the ball's up there forever. And you got to do a great job of catching it and taking care of the football. It doesn't give him a chance to return. So um, a lot of a lot of challenges. Um, excited, obviously, to go to LA. We usually have a great turnout there and uh, another division game on the road. That's the opening statement right there from Coach McDaniels yesterday when he met with us just talking about the L.A. Chargers officially turning the page onto them, and you hear the breakdowns and all the really good players that they have, and they do. They have really good players. Uh, they seem to never really achieve the goal that they're looking for, but they do have some really good players, and for some reason that defense is not playing very well at all. Uh, we talk about it now for a couple of years when it comes to that defense, so it's not like it's not an opportunity that the Raiders could take advantage of, but they got to go in there and they got to do it. Obviously, we talked a lot this week about the quarterback decision, what or who is going to be under center when, when the game comes around on Sunday. Here's Coach McDaniels talking about the quarterback decision and the challenges of getting all three quarterbacks ready. You know, you, you can only do what you can do. Um, so, you know, every meeting is productive. Um, you know, the guys that can't work. I mean, this is really every week for us. It just happens this week. It, you know, it centers around the quarterback. But, um, you know, you got to get everybody ready to go in the meetings. Um, you know, we could incur an injury anytime in practice too. So we kind of, you know, treat all our players as if they're going to be ready to go and they got to play. Um, so this no different in that regard. Um, the two guys that haven't played yet have done a tremendous amount of preparation um, for the first three games, and that won't change this week. So to me, if they're preparing the right way, it shouldn't, you know, nothing should change just because they may have a better chance to potentially play uh, than they would have the first three games. So. Um, use all of our time wisely, uh, walk through, meeting. Um, you know, Jimmy's here and, and available to do all that stuff too in terms of the meetings. Um, and then we're just going to go through the, the week and, and see where it all, all lies. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll take, give the guys reps in practice. They usually get reps anyway uh, to some degree, uh, be a little bit more obviously if, uh, if Jimmy's not out there today. So, um, you know, we'll just kind of take it one day at a time, do the best we can, uh, prepare them as hard as we can for today, and then we'll see what tomorrow brings. So there's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about all three of the quarterbacks and having them ready to go. And that's one thing that, you know, they're, they're going to do. They're going to have them all prepared to go no matter what decision that they go with. If it's Jimmy G, Jimmy G. If it's Hoyer, it's Hoyer. If it's Aiden O'Connell, then it's Aiden O'Connell. All three of them have to be up to speed with what they need to do. And, and for the most part, I feel like that they've probably been pretty close to being up to speed anyway, only because Aiden O'Connell has been that emergency quarterback. So he's been that guy just in case of emergency break glass, right? He's been inactive except for being the emergency. He's been designated as that emergency guy. So uh, you can see why he would be ready to go as well. But how about what goes into choosing – you know, between Hoyer and Aiden. Obviously, Hoyer's got the experience. Aiden's got all the flash that was in preseason, but that's just it. So here's Coach McDaniels on what goes into choosing between Hoyer and Aiden. You know, I think you just evaluated, you know, in real time. Um, you're right. Experience is, is valuable. Um, um, and at the same time, we, you know, we, we'll, we'll try to play the right person based on what the situation is and how practice goes if that's what, what it comes to, you know. So... Um, I think everybody's going to get ready to go, um, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, experience is a good thing. It doesn't mean that it's going to um, determine how it's going to go for one guy versus another. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are don't have a lot of experience that can play well, you know, because they're prepared and they do the right thing to get ready. And 
they go out and ultimately what matters is how they perform, not how long they've been in the NFL or, or how many games they've played in or what have you. So um, both guys will get ready to go. Um, you know, both of them have an opportunity in practice. And like I said, we'll see how Jimmy, you know, prog- progresses as we go through the week. So there you go. The main thing that stood out to me about what he had to say in that whole 55 seconds that we just heard about going into the experience of Hoyer or the rookie Aiden O'Connell is what he said at the last second, the last five seconds. We'll see how Jimmy progresses through the week. So to me, that tells me that Jimmy is option A. If available and cleared, he'll be out there under center. If not, well, then they have a decision to make. But it, to me, what he just said right there lets it be known that Jimmy is the preferred quarterback for Sunday for the Raiders, for Josh McDaniels, for the team, in his opinion. So uh, there you go. A few sound bites from Coach McDaniels from yesterday's presser. Again, he'll talk to us uh, again tomorrow. So look forward to that. We'll get another injury report tomorrow as well. Uh, see if the Raiders can clean up some of the guys that weren't practicing or were practicing in a limited uh, capacity on today. Uh, still on the way, we've got more texts. We've got a bunch of texts. I want to get all these in, too, because there's a lot of great feedback, so I want to make sure we get a lot of that in. We'll do that. Uh, we'll also get a couple calls in. we got Reason Our Excuse coming up around 445, 450-ish, whatever the case may be. We'll close out the show with that. But right now, how about we do a giveaway? How about we give out four tickets to the Shriners Open? Uh, it's going down in Vegas the 11th to the 15th of October. You want to be there? We're going to send you there. we got four tickets for you right now. You've got to be local, so uh, hit us up, 702 three. 365-9200, four tickets to the Shriners Open here in Las Vegas, 11th through the 15th of October. We're hooking it up right now, 702-365-9200. Call number nine with Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread. Loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got a shout out my man Steven. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. He got hooked up. Tickets to uh, – he's going to go 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 golfing. He's not going to go golfing, but he's going to go to the Shriners event. <laughs> Thank you, Ari. <laughs> I knew he was going golfing. There was going to be I a mean, golf. It was golf. It has golf, golf values. Let's I wouldn't it recommend like it, but he could just storm the – you know, he could just jump in there and try, no, to, try to putt real quick. You might no, get tackled. But. No, bad idea. Bad decision. <laughs> I bad agree. decision. Yeah, don't, don't do that. But, uh, no, the Shriners open – uh, it's going down October 11th through 15th. Steven got hooked up with four tickets to that, so uh, congratulations on that. We definitely appreciate you. Tomorrow I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings at the Galleria Mall, so uh, go ahead and check that out. It's what, Mall Ring Circle? Uh, it's so funny, man. When you pull into it, there's like that little, I don't want to say getaway street, but it's almost like a getaway street. It's like it's like turn in, and boom, turn in again. Like you, it's. I passed it the first time I ever went there. I passed it twice. I was like, okay. I know I'm not stupid. I mean, I know I am stupid, but I know I ain't that stupid. You know what I mean? Like, how the hell did I pass it? I literally passed it like two or three times before uh, I finally found it. And now I know the trick. It's like boom and boom. It's like a right turn and right turn real quick. So, anyway, uh, everyone else but me knows how easy it is to get to it. So, that's where I'll be tomorrow, 2 to 5 p.m., Galleria Mall. Uh, We'll do our show, and uh, we'll have some fun. We'll do some giveaways, and I think I'll even hang out there for a little bit afterwards. So, uh, yeah, just go ahead and uh, come on by. Get your weekend started off the right way. We'll 
talk some Raider football. And if you come on by and you got something positive to say or something just, I don't know, good to say, I will put a headset on you and see what, you, see what you're talking about, just like we did last week with Raider Reggie. That was fun uh, having him on the show. So uh, that's what we do, man. We like to do something good for the country around here and put you on the air and talk about Talk about the Raiders is always a whole lot of fun. So shout-out to Steven. Shout-out to everybody who's going to come by tomorrow at the Galleria Mall to check us out at Buffalo Wild Wings. Now, I got a bunch of texts that I want to get to. At some point in the show, we might have to, we might have to uh, put the X on, on uh, reason or excuse. And the reason is I said I came in hot to start the show, and I have not told the story why. And it had nothing to do with Chandler Jones, even though everyone probably thinks that that's why I came in hot since I got fired up on that. But it had nothing to do with Chandler. It had nothing to do with the Raiders. But it, it's something that I have to, at some point, get off my chest or I'm going to walk around the house and I'm going to be frustrated about it all day, and that's going to affect everybody else not named you. <laughs> so uh, we don't want that to happen, right? So i got to have something. So uh, around 4.50-ish, we'll, uh, we'll get this story out, if at all possible. But we do got some really good text to get to, so let's go ahead and do it. 69187, keyword R&R. Sir Whiskey Ray. Q&Ari, how's it hanging here on this beautiful Thursday here in Vegas? Couldn't ask for a better weather here. Just wanted to chime in and pass along this thought. If our defense doesn't prevail here versus L.A., do you think defensive coordinator Patrick Graham will be on the hot seat? We need this win, Q. On another note, the wedding party here is getting all wild up as we'll be making our way over to MGM Park for some dinner festivities. Tomorrow it goes down. Thanks, as always, gentlemen. Raiders. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Again, a guy that never misses a party. And uh, he's in town right now for a wedding that goes down tomorrow. So congratulations. And, uh, yeah, have fun at that party. Be safe out there. And as far as the defense goes, if they put in a bad performance tomorrow, I mean not tomorrow, but on Sunday, sorry, if they put in a bad performance, yeah, I do. I think that Patrick Graham will be on the hot seat. Whether it's deserved or not, I think he will be. I think that he's kind of already on the hot seat, whether it's deserved or not. I just, I just kind of feel like that that's what, what it is. That's just my gut feeling. That's not coming from anybody. Nobody has told me that. But, again, that's just kind of how I feel. So thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. And I do think that Sunday is a big-time opportunity for the Raiders, so they really need to get this victory. Uh, but they got to find a way to generate some points, something they haven't done yet this season. Snake Man hit us up. Where would the Raiders be without Adams, Crosby, I believe he means Cole. It says Coke and Carlson, which is kind of funny. That's kind of another funny story, right? <laughs> Where would they be without Adams, <laughs> Crosby, Coke, and Carlson? <laughs> Sound like the old Cowboys. <laughs> Back in the day, the old Dallas Cowboys. Where would they be without Coke? That's a whole other conversation. But, uh, no, I think he means A.J. Cole. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe he means Lombardi's Coke cans? No? Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he Cole. says McDaniels has taken an average team and transformed them into a below-average team at best. The head coach inherited a Pro Bowl quarterback, wide receiver, tight end and running back in Carr, Renfro, Waller, and Jacobs, respectfully, and managed to turn an upper-tier offense into one of the worst in the NFL. How is this man, McDaniels, not being challenged on this very fact? That's from Steak Man. And, look, I think that the offense obviously is a work in progress. It could be, in my opinion, really good. It hasn't got clicking yet. And I'll say that I didn't think that the offense last year was clicking that well or early in the season. So I'm going to wait and, and hold judgment on it and see what it looks like. But Josh Jacobs hasn't got going. I don't think that that's on the coach. I think that's on the offensive line of Josh Jacobs. Uh, the tight end, obviously, Darren Waller's in New York, but he's a guy that's banged up. I mean, he's just not available. How often was he available last year? I don't think you put that on the coach. I think you put that on the player, the availability of the player. Renfro is a great question. Renfro is a huge question. I don't know. I, I wish I had the answer for that. I have no idea what's, what's happened with Renfro. He's like, where's Waldo, right? Where's, where's, where's Renfro? And then Carr, I mean, look, there's always going to be someone that's going to, you know, say, well, look what he's doing or look what, what, what he could do. This, that, he's not here. 
he's not here. The quarterback is Jimmy G, so I'll support who's here. Uh, if, if Carr was here, I'd support Carr. If, since he's not, I'll support Jimmy G. And when Jimmy G's not here, I'll support the next guy. Because all I want is whatever quarterback they feel like is the best guy for the job that can get this team where it needs to go. And right now, 18 points, uh, no, sorry, 17 points, 10 points, and 18 points is not enough. It's just not. So that offense, to your point, has to get going because, well, they have shown that they can score points in the past, but they're not doing it right now. This is from the 803. Once again, Raiders enveloped in a firestorm with this Chandler Jones situation. Hard to imagine this is not affecting or distracting the brass in some form. Add to the fact that this head coach seems to be digging his own grave weekly and potentially losing the locker room, expecting things to get worse because to date Raiders have made zero progress in improving their brand. And as far as the Chandler Jones situation goes, I don't really think that that's distracting the brass too much. They've pretty much said we ain't talking about it and we're moving forward. Right. And whatever they're doing behind closed doors is their business. And that's what they're doing behind closed doors. Um, I don't think that that's too much of a distraction at all. Maybe to a couple of players that are really close or feel like they are really close to Chandler. But that's really about it. Uh, as far as the, the head coach losing the locker room, I haven't got that sense for being in the locker room. Uh, maybe he is privately and the players are showing that amongst themselves, but they're not showing that amongst us. So I can't co-sign on that and say that, yeah, that's actually happening. That could be something that is being talked about and manufactured from a place that's not inside the locker room. Brad and Concord said, hey, Q, so what I think the team administration is hoping to accomplish is to get this staff solidified and their scheme in place. If we win some games and make the playoffs, so be it. If not, so be it. It just seems like they want this regime to be the regime for years and will put, all, and put up with all the downers to do so. Now, what I want to see accomplished is make the playoffs. All that other stuff, as Devontae said, should have happened last year. Just make the playoffs where everyone is 0-0 again and we'll worry about winning those at that time. That's Brad and Concord, and I'm right there with you, Brad. Like, I, I really just want to see this team win. I want to see this team win. And, and make a run at the playoffs. If they come up a little bit short, fine. Uh, if they make the playoffs, even better. But at least put something out there where you feel like that they have a chance to compete and get there. Lincoln Kennedy said, get to the first round of the playoffs and win a game, right, because it's been so long since they've been to the playoffs. I mean, literally since they lost to the Super Bowl to Gruden, and I don't have to remember or remind anybody who's a longtime Raider fan, but, I mean, you just got to put it out there so you know. Since the last time they were in the Super Bowl, they lost to Coach Gruden. They've literally been in the playoffs twice. And they've lost both games. That's been so stinking long. I just want to see them get into the playoffs. I want to see this team make the playoffs consistently. I want to see this team get close to the playoffs consistently. I just don't want this team to be worried about the draft in November. Right? I mean, look, we could talk about the draft. I love the draft. But I don't love talking about the draft in November. I love talking about the draft in January and February. Actually, I prefer to talk about it in March. But there, it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, I think that, and I don't remember who said it, I don't know who joined the show and said it, but um, I'm trying to remember who it was. Dang, I can't remember. But somebody said that they felt like that uh, the, the, this staff has a, a three-year window and, you know, that they're going to try to build this thing up. So, you know, the first year they do what they do. The second year they, they put some more pieces in place. And then the third year they feel like they can compete. They, that very well could be it. I do think uh, for as far as that three-year window goes, I do feel like that, they're, they're going to be given at least three years to get this thing figured out. Uh, a lot of people keep telling me that, oh, Josh, Jake, uh, Josh McDaniels is going to get fired this year or even in season. I don't see it. Unless the team completely falls off, all the wheels fall off the car, I just don't see it. I think that he has at least next year to get this thing worked together and worked out. And, and again, Dave Ziegler and him, they come together. Um, Keith in Sonora said, Peters was thinking of the celebration in the end zone before he thought about holding on to the ball. It won't happen again. This weekend, Raiders 27. 
Chargers 26. That's from Keith and Sonora. And, yeah, I think that the celebration was in his mind too. But, again, what I go back to is good teams and good players, don't let that happen. You have to complete the play before you, you – you can't think about the celebration until you get the touchdown, right? I mean, I know you want to think about it, and I think that uh, Trayvon Merrick's rookie year, he did the same thing. That interception against Washington, he had an opportunity to make that, that interception and seal the deal in the game, and he put it on the ground, and that would have been a pick six. I think he was thinking about his rookie year. He was about to have a pick six and what kind of celebration he was going to have. He was going to jump into the black hole if he was going to do this, that, and the other, and he put it on the ground. Raiders lose that game. Marcus Peters, probably thinking about jumping into the club win or the win club and have some fun there. Guess what? Put the ball on the ground. Raiders lose the game, right? I mean, it's just you've got to finish the play. You've got to be focused on the task at hand, and that's what Max Crosby said in the Raiders locker room. We have to finish plays. Finishing plays is just like that. Marcus Peters did 75% of it, 80% of it correctly. The last 20% he failed to do. Got this text from the 209. I came to the conclusion that the reason why Renfro goes missing is because the extra steps he takes to shake the defenders throws Jimmy off. By the time Hunter is in stride, Jimmy's already looking elsewhere, getting ready to throw. It'll take time for Jimmy to get used to his movements. And that could be something that I hadn't thought about. That could absolutely uh, be something right there that, um, that, that is the reason why Hunter's not getting a bunch of targets because the extra steps are throwing him off because we know that Hunter – I don't want to say freelances, but he, he kind of runs his route his own way. He ends up at the same spot, but he does it his own way so he can get open. And maybe that is throwing Jimmy off. Maybe that is something that they've got to work on some more. So maybe we'll start to see, we'll start to see some success from, uh, and, and some hooking up between Jimmy G and Hunter Renfro moving forward. But that's a really good point right there. I hadn't thought about that one. Glenn in San Jose says, what's up, Q? What's up, Ari? As much as I enjoy Kevin Harlan, it also means we're stuck with Trent Green. He's horrible. It just means I have to mute my TV and listen to Jason and Lincoln instead. Way more enjoyable. That's from Glenn in San Jose. I like that. Um, got a text from the 209. Hopefully Max just took a rest day or a personal day to check in on one of his friends. And, I mean, he just didn't practice. He, it wasn't a rest day because it would have been designated a, a NIR on the injury report. And the injury report's got to be accurate. He did not participate because of a knee injury. Hopefully that gets uh, updated tomorrow and he's at least limited. It's only a walkthrough on Friday, so hopefully he's limited or, or full participant. But I'm a little concerned when I see Max Crosby did not participate and he has a knee injury. That's very concerning. If Max, just think about this. If Max doesn't go on Sunday, oh, man, that Raiders defense is in trouble. Max is that Raiders defense right now. Somebody really has to step up. So there's that. Um. Big Dub Raiders said, afternoon, fellas. I'm with you, Q. Kevin Harlan is great. He even sounds exciting when there's a low moment in the game. Go Raiders. I like that. Uh, let's see. 913, a text from the 913. Fiery. I love it. But to ignore the nonsense and answer your question, Q, I don't know why we are giving up so quick. My faith is in flux, to say the least. But if you remember, this team took time last year to figure it out. Even though it wasn't figured out completely, whatever gives this team the best chance to win, do it. I don't care what it is. We can reassess later in the season, but not yet. Keep on. Thanks, Q. I agree with that 100%. That kind of goes back to the you don't need to put Aiden O'Connell out there right now. There's so much time in this season to see what he's got. I don't I don't agree at all with, with trying to see what he's got in week four. I don't, I don't think that that makes any sense at all. 
Uh, I want the best guy out there for the job right now to help this team win in week four. That's what I care about. There is plenty of time to check out and see what the rookies got. So that's something to pay attention to as well. One more text, then we'll take a break. Jim from Yonkers said, remember why Mark Davis did not retain Rich Passaccia. He wanted to take it to another level. 7-13 and 13 so far. Passaccia was 7-5 and five with Renfro as a top target due to injury and the release of rugs. Renfro is not even used now. Shaking my head. Thanks for keeping it real. I don't want to make your day tougher. We all have to be grateful for it. Uh, just the same stuff after season after season after season. God bless us from Jim and Yonkers. And yeah, I mean that's that was the goal was to get was to get a, a staff in that could be that staff and be solid and not you know and be in this in the playoffs consistently and be that team. And right now the record doesn't you know doesn't show that doesn't reflect that. But hopefully it's traded in the right direction and and obviously it's not right now. But hopefully it starts trending in the right direction and then get to where. They want to be, and the reason why Mark Davis hired this staff. So we'll see. Thanks so much for those texts. We do appreciate you. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. It's Rainish Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. All right, so I came in hot today, starting the show. It had nothing to do with the Raiders at all, which is a first, which is good. I checked the mail earlier today. Normally, I don't check it until after the show. Normally, after the show is part of my routine. It's walk across the street and check the mail. That's just kind of what I do. But today, I heard the trash or the mailman, so I decided I'd go and get the mail immediately. Bad mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I get this letter in the mail from Nevada Community Management. So I thought, hmm. Didn't have my name on it, but it said resident. So I thought, hmm, this is interesting. What is this? So it says... Homeowners Association, and it, it says the name of our community, but I left that out because I want to protect the innocent. Dear resident, in an effort to maintain your community in accordance with the governing documents which serves to enhance your property values, your community is inspected on a regular basis. During a recent inspection, it was noted that you are in a violation of the following, and I note, please store trash cans out of view from street on non-trash pickup days, Article 9, Section 11.6, Nuisances. No rubbish or debris of any kind shall be placed or permitted to accumulate upon or adjacent to any lot. No odor shall be permitted to arise, therefore, so as to render any lot or any portion thereof unsanitary, unsightly, offensive, or detrimental to any other lot in the vicinity thereof or its occupants. This is only a courtesy notice. Please correct this issue and inform the management company, which will remain nameless to protect the innocent or the guilty, in writing with the picture of your uh, rectification within 14 days of this date of this letter. Please reply via email, and I'll leave the email address out, or log into your account online, which I don't even think I have, click on compliance, and then select reply. A telephone call is not considered a proper response to this notice. Thank you for your prompt attention and for your help to make your community a great place to live. Sincerely, blank, blank, homeowners association. And there's a picture of my trash cans that are outside. And they're dated, and I tell you, our trash day is Wednesdays. I just want you to know, the trash man comes on Wednesdays at random times, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon. But he comes on Wednesday. The picture of the date when my trash cans were out is the 26th. If you look at your calendar, that's Tuesday because, I don't know, I put the trash cans out the day before. Now, I did put them out a little early, 10.30 in the morning, because I wasn't going to be available to put them out that night, and I didn't want to forget and have to put them out on Wednesday. So in the time that I put them out at 10.30, and it's timestamp, 10.30 in the morning, 
They came by, took a picture of it, and re- and called it a nuisance and decided it needed a courtesy letter and didn't have the audacity to come back to make sure I put the cans up, which were up as soon as the, as the trash man came and got them. While there's others on the block that still to this minute right now have cans outside, they're worried about me putting my cans out just a little early so I didn't miss the trash man. So I replied with pictures of the evidence that they're fixed and – a long reply, and she replied with, case closed. Thank you. Unbelievable. Stray Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.